0: we Welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Daxson. Joining us, we have Games Editor, Mark Kalaroff.
1: Thank you to everyone who voted for Kirby. We won.
0: <laughs> the legions of Kirby and former fans, I'm sure, who uh, mm-hmm. made the Kirby's big win uh, for Best Family Game. <laughs> we the sent reality. them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, also joining us, we have Indie Games Editor, Campbell Gill.
2: Thank you for everybody who fought the good fight for Sonic Frontiers. We couldn't, we couldn't overcome Genshin, but we tried at the very least.
0: It was a valiant effort, uh, the audience award. But mm-hmm. you know what? That's, uh, it's not the end of the world. Uh, honestly, if Genshin Impact ever came to Switch, I would
2: absolutely play it.
0: Yeah, it's um, supposed
2: to come to Switch. They I've been hearing that for, that, for long long and, and say, that for a long time. I was gonna say that was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I heard some like rumor article about how apparently they were having technical issues with it. But, I mean, to be fair, it's Genshin. It runs on phones. I don't it get It runs on why. a phone. You know, it's like, f- a like phone. five so... years ago,
1: five years right. ago, Campbell, I read an article about a Persona 5 coming to Switch. Some, mm-hmm. you know, some guy on The Gamer
2: wrote mm-hmm. about it. You know, and uh, that, that came true, so... Yes. You know? Five years ago, I also mm-hmm. read an article about the Dark Souls trilogy coming to Switch <laughs> if Dark Souls Remastered sold well. So, you know, believe wasn't everything it, you read.
1: Wasn't it the <laughs> yeah. gamer you wrote the article for, for Persona 5? Wait, Me? Yeah.
2: Oh, no, I wrote for King Gamer.
1: King Gamer? Okay, yes, okay. I, I wrote, get them all mixed up. They're uh, all, yeah. Gamer. One of, <laughs> the, one of <laughs> my
2: first art news articles I ever wrote was reporting on Atlas confirming on the support website for Persona 5 Royal that the game would not and would never come to Switch. So, wow. um, mm-hmm. I certainly hope they've taken that bit off their website now. So. <laughs> <I gotta> scrub, <laughs> scrub the evidence from the internet. Uh,
0: we need, Yeah, we need the the... the Go to the 404 page, you know. Um, you'll be um, on the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. for Persona 5 Royal.
2: Yeah. According yes.
1: to Campbell Gill, the game was never going to come to Switch.
2: Ironically, that was like one of my most popular articles I ever wrote for that website. So, damn, yeah, controversy pays, I guess. Yeah. Listen, you got to get those rage clicks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we're of course
0: referencing some things that happened at the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, which happened last week. Uh, the time is recording last Thursday. Uh, a pretty fun show overall. Uh, lots of crazy things happened. Uh, we're gonna keep it mostly <laughs> we're gonna keep it mostly Nintendo we're focused. I think I think we
1: have to bring it up that, you know oh God, Miyazaki, yes. he could have been killed that night.
0: This that, is true. Uh, this is the, security.
1: They're gonna beef that shit up next time. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, next
2: next year is gonna be a very. Uh, it's probably yeah. gonna look a little different. I just uh, gotta say the the fact that Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton won more awards <laughs> than Sonic Frontiers is just awful. It's uh, it's egregious, frankly. It is, yeah. uh,
0: no, we're of course referring to um, the the very end of the show, the uh, the you know best game of the year award, uh, which. Uh, went to elden ring uh miyazaki went up on stage gave a short speech translator translated the speech and then just as we were wrapping up for the night some random dude uh steps up to the mic and uh blurts out some nonsense um -hmm. and then security quickly escorted him off stage and he was subsequently (laughs) arrested (laughs) Um, i
1: love our chat during that moment though uh, shout out to james cook how he said, I don't know what the Bill Clinton thing was about, but I'm glad Elton Ring won.
0: Oh my gosh, yes, it was. It was truly a baffling thing. I, I, I was, I was watching it. I uh, was watching it live, not watching, not at the show, but I was watching it live via Twitch. Uh, we were in the chat about it on Slack. I was in a different chat about it as well, and all of us were like, "What? What is? What's?" Nobody knew what was going on.
1: I had uh, tears in my eyes. I was, was literally so the strange. whole time. I was <laughs> saying to myself, "Who is this kid?" Who yeah. is up on the stage with them? This has to be like some sort of protege they're gonna introduce, or like, some, no. no, just some random guy who so went up behind them. Yeah. He just
2: snuck on He wore a suit and looked official enough, and he it's, just walked up there. You can do anything fr- if you have the confidence. Apparently, you no, know, it's true.
0: A, a friend of mine, a friend of mine who was who was at the Game Awards said, um, "When because when, when when Miyazaki when Ellen Ring won, you know that the whole audience." gave a standing ovation, of course. And he said that in that time, during that standing ovation, and when the there were kind of that, that hustle and bustle of, of the Elden Ring team kind of getting up on stage, this person just slipped right in. Like, you can, can easily picture it, right? Like, if the if, if security's not tight enough, but, like, during that moment of confusion, it's, it's very easy mm-hmm. to do that. Um, so I guess that's what happened. Um, I'm sure we'll
1: see an article, you know, 10 years down the line being, I won a Steam Deck thanks to random guy ah, who went up there the confusion. <laughs> yeah. no, stalled We'll stalled for an extra minute. If
0: there, if there was anyone who who helps people win Steam Decks, that would be Christopher Judge, <laughs> Judge. who gave a, an epically long eight-minute uh, accepted speech uh, when he won Best Performance for Kratos in God of War. Ragnarok, the funniest thing in the world to me, He just kept talking. Um, that man just would not shut up, mm-hmm. and respect to him for that. Um, but of course, the big fun part of the Game Awards is less about the awards themselves and more about the fun trailers and reveals and just chaotic moments that happen. Um, so we wanted to, to quickly touch on a few fun reveals that that uh, and trailers that that uh, came out during the Game Awards. Um, I have here pulled up in front of me uh, the best announcements from the Game Awards 2022. Um, a fun one. Any fan of Dead Cells, there is going to be a Castlevania crossover uh, to Dead Cells. I'm buying this game. Yeah, same. <laughs> have you never played Dead Cells, I've, Mark?
1: No, I've held it off oh. too long, and now I have to because literally the second the trailer started and I saw the castle, I was like, no way. And then yeah. when they showed Richter and Alucard,
0: I was like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah, I, I, I think the Castlevania stuff will translate particularly well to the Dead Cells formula. I'm not even like a diehard Dead Cells fan. I, I, I picked it up a couple years ago uh, when we did our Completions video about it um, just to kind of get a sense of it, and I am still bad at that game. Like It, it doesn't quite click for me, but I can imagine the, the Castlevania skin and the Castlevania mechanics would work particularly well um, if mm-hmm. they're if they're in this game so i can easily see that crossover. i don't know
1: i don't know if you know this but the game's cover art when it first released is literally based on
2: castlevania oh i don't oh, yeah, know it that. does have the same general composition right mm-hmm. with the hero the castle the well even the like
1: castle, the look of fact, the castle how it has like yeah. the arc and like the the top structure it actually is literally like castlevania
2: i am looking up right yeah this is literally like the ending shot of Castlevania four. Wow. Know.
0: No, I didn't know that. That's awesome. And and, and Mark, it, I, I, I wonder if you'll like this game, Mark. Um because I know you're a diehard Castlevania guy. Um mm. maybe that's maybe that's the push that you'll that you'll that'll work for you. Um I mean
1: anything Castlevania. Is, you know worthwhile at this point yeah, that's fair I mean, listen, they've been,
0: nothing nothing but hits lately yeah um just course. wait till they bring <laughs> castlevania 64 to the nintendo 64 <laughs> online expansion pass. i mean so it's, something, it's something
2: at least Something. at the very least you know dead cells return to castlevania it will be the best castlevania game we've had in decades essentially which is <laughs> literally almost a, a decade uh, yeah <laughs> Literally, yeah. the last
1: game was uh, Lord of Shadows, which well, was well, I think 2014. Something like oh, that. Yeah, the,
0: well, I mean, there's yeah. a, the Advanced Collection. There's been
2: well, yeah, well, not you know, not counting games. yeah, new yeah, games. not counting the yeah,
1: re-releases.
0: Fair. Unless but,
1: if what, you count like those mobile whatever. I was gonna say, uh, don't, don't forget the
2: mobile games <laughs> whose name I totally remember and I'm not Googling
1: grimoire
2: right of souls. <laughs> Castle? Yes, Grimoire of Souls. Hey, it does have a 4.2 stars rating on Google Play. So. Yeah, but everything on the App Store gets, you know, a 5-star <laughs> rating.
1: They'll give yeah. it to anything.
0: Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, that, uh, speaking of roguelikes that got announced during the Game Awards, uh, Hades 2. Mm-hmm. Hades 2, yes. the oh direct gosh. sequel to one of the best games available uh, in this genre. Um of course, we don't know when this game is coming to Switch. I think it's safe to say that it will come to Switch at some point. 2023. 20, yeah. Well, right, but I'm saying it's going to start on, you know, it's going to be in early access for a while. It'll probably mm-hmm. start on Steam or something, Epic Games Store. Like, like it didn't, it didn't start on Switch initially, so it wouldn't shock me if it uh, takes a while to come to Switch. But I think we can safely assume that it will. Yes. I'm pretty sure um, it's coming out next year.
2: Yes, but it's coming out early access next year. Yes, what okay. I'm saying yeah. So and that's exactly what Hades did too. It came out early access. I don't remember how long it was, but it was a good time before it, it had time. its full release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was part of what made the game so amazing too, because they had yeah. so much time to take player feedback, refine it. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll definitely see the same thing going on here with the mm-hmm. sequel. We'll I mean, talk about that I'm game again soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna no, try
1: I'm, and finish it.
0: I'm I'll try. You know what, Mark? I'll, I'll I'll dip back in as well because um, I want to. I, I played the hell out mm-hmm. of it on Switch. I put hundreds of hours in, into it on Switch, but mm-hmm. um, I would mm-hmm. like to put a little more time into the my PS5 version yeah. of the oh, game. Yes.
1: It looks gorgeous
0: um, on the
2: OLED.
1: It's oh, literally like imagine. one of yes. the best
2: looking games in handheld mode. Yeah, the color scheme is like perfectly designed to pop on the OLED screen. It's
1: funny, I actually prefer playing that game in handheld because for I, some reason I, I think yeah. it looks cleaner.
2: Oh, 100%. It's also easier to see everything, weirdly enough, when it's not blown up on the big screen. To me at yeah. least, you can see the moving parts more distinctly. For for, for me,
0: I uh, I got a little nervous playing it in a handheld because after a while, this was right around the time when I one of my Joy-Con started getting a little drift um, so I was getting a little frustrated playing it on handheld mode and, and dealing with that that slight drift. It was preventing me from mm-hmm. from getting mm-hmm. good, as mm-hmm. they say. I, um, I
2: did go through a pair of Joy-Con with Hades. So yeah, it's easy to ha-
0: wreck I, a Joy-Con. Once, once you start getting to those last couple couple biomes, uh, <laughs> it could really just destroy uh, destroy controllers. Uh, that said, Hades 2, the trailer looked really good. Um, Supergiant, yeah. uh, extremely, extremely great studio. We, we very much like them. This is the first time they've done a direct sequel, which is very interesting. So hopefully this game uh, sticks the landing
2: when it yeah, comes out in oh, three. Yeah, and if any game that Supergiant has done deserves a sequel, it's Hades. Yeah, there's just so much more that they could do with this world, with these characters, with these mechanics... Yeah. And just that trailer again was extraordinary, too. Just the moment that the music kicked in, like I was like, I can't believe it! It's it's Hades, it's Hades 2 at this point. Uh, uh, yeah, I lost my damn mind for it was sure. Amazing. I have to be uh, honest,
1: I was really hoping they'd jump to Norse mythology.
2: No, no, no. Well, <laughs> I, I was like, full, I don't, God of like war. yeah,
1: <laughs> well, no, 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 I was like, I was like, they did Greek mythology. And I've been playing it, and I was like, "This is so good!" And I was like, "I hope they do something
2: else." But that's not Hades. Right. If it's Norse mythology, though, yeah, I, I don't know. I that, thought that maybe would be like what Asgard yeah. or something. I yeah, yeah Helheim, Odin.
0: Uh-huh. They call yeah. it. Yeah, that's, yeah, they have to call it Odin. Exactly. Um, that's really funny. Um, another fun announcement, a very unexpected announcement, I think we could say. Uh,
2: a Bayonetta spinoff that's yes, like in, a tactics and Bork's favorite game? announcement too. Yeah. I should say. <laughs> I've been so strangest... burned
1: out on this series this last month. I just like rolled my eyes, but at the same time, it looks good. But we said that about Bayonetta Three, so uh, true. But but I think I'll, I think I'll the keep thing away.
0: <laughs> the thing that gets me interested in this game is that it's a completely different playstyle than than mm-hmm. Bayonetta Three. You know what I mean? So you don't have to worry about this, like the like the the cruddy action or anything like that. It's like mm-hmm. no, no, it's something totally new. It definitely um, looks very stylized, like uh, Okami. It's definitely yes, very yes. much in that ballpark. Huge Okami vibes. Great, great point. And um, I don't know. It looks interesting. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm willing. <laughs> I am ready to be hurt again. What can I say? Um, <laughs> like it looks. It looks cute. I don't know. I won't. Uh, I. I'm out. That's fair. Yeah, now you've done your service. I'm saluting you right now. You can't see it, but uh, you, yeah. you've done your service. Which the fact that
1: that game won Best Action Game to me is ridiculous. It's very,
0: very, very
1: silly. It's um, ridiculous. And also, I love how the beginning of this trailer is the ending of Bayonetta 3. They show screenshots yeah. of the ending. So I don't know if yeah. people picked up on that, but uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess mean, I don't <laughs>
2: have to play Bayonetta 3 anymore because I've already
0: been <laughs> spoiled. So <laughs> there you have it. There you it. go. Now you really don't have to. Yeah, really, um,
2: really
0: don't, yes. Uh, there was a couple other games that got announced that looked interesting. There's a Hellboy game that looks kind of cool, but I don't know yes. anything about mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, it the trailer Switch, was extremely sick. So. Um, it looks like the comic book. Like, it looks exactly like comic the comic. accurate, yeah. Yeah, um, hopefully that comes to Switch. We don't really know yet. Um, no, it has been confirmed the... for Switch. Oh, great. Okay, great. Good, good. Campbell always with the facts ready oh, yeah. ready
2: at hand. I, I know that. the games are coming to Switch. He's know. got it all lined up. Um there's like five it, of them at the game awards. So <laughs>
0: was, was there any other uh, uh announcements that stuck out to you guys as particularly interesting or
1: uh Celeste, what is it called? Earthblade.
0: That, that one looks looked cool. Oh, oh, amazing. Yeah. Yes. That looks sick.
2: I mean, yeah, there's there was a bit of a theme going on here between Celeste and Hades being, you know, uh, game of the year winning indie games. Putting out yeah. sequels or follow-ups. Yeah. So. Spiritual he, success. They'll be back to kill words. each
1: other next year with Zelda. <laughs> 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 That's
2: true. Uh, yeah, th- uh, no Zelda
0: news. Not
1: surprising. Uh,
2: it's a bummer. Is... I really I really thought it would happen given the track record of Zelda news at the Game Awards. But I suppose Nintendo really just wants to control the news cycle around the game. Mm. So I could definitely see that being more of like a big push that they make starting oh, in the yeah, January Direct been, yeah. or something like that. Yeah.
1: We did get a trailer for a Fire Emblem Engage.
2: That's which, right,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly I, I need to go back and rewatch it because I haven't, <laughs> haven't really looked at it. I don't know why, but... I like you guys know i'm a fire emblem fan i haven't oh, yeah. been interested in this game at all interesting i don't i don't know if it's just like the marketing or like i haven't really looked into it but i don't know i'm just is, like not that you yeah. know
2: interested in playing it the marketing is really bizarre for this game i don't know why but it just feels like the game kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and then it fell off the face of the earth and, <laughs> and it leaked that- it, it leaked, leaked
1: in advance and nobody leaked, cared. Nobody
2: cared, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, well, that the character design is so stupid." You know, this either couldn't be real or it's just so stupid enough that maybe it is real after all. <laughs> so, but the fact that your character looks like they have a giant blob of toothpaste on their head at all times is <laughs> a little strange, to mm-hmm. say the least. Yeah. That being said, uh, there is a, a six-minute gameplay trailer that came out ten hours ago on the website. Didn't even know the, that. Website. That's what I mean. I'm just seeing this now. <laughs> like, wow, that is that does seem like a failure of marketing. That's very interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it'll sell great because Fire Emblem has become such a popular series lately, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a, it feels very weird. It doesn't feel like it's getting the hype that a new Fire Emblem game should get. After I don't even, houses. is this like a mainline game?
1: I don't even know the answer. <laughs> I believe it is. I feel like I should know that, but I guess we'll see. It comes out next, it, it comes out in 30 days, I think.
2: Right? Great. 31 <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> and yeah. will any of us play it?
2: If we get a code <laughs> I, I will say that's true i will say this though um fire emblem engage does have a an immortal little fluffy dog in yes it, so it does look a, cute that mm. dog is adorable. and you can pet the dog you can pet the dog so mm. it's already a game that's of the important. year this is, this is important information mm-hmm. mm. and that's all i want to say about this game now cute dog <laughs> that's all we have to say about that um should we talk about the
0: mario clip yes we should talk to so mario clip, and especially mario talk clip.
2: about the freaking music in this clip because so whoever <laughs> made it had the genius idea to say hey we're making a video game movie why don't we include music from the video game that this movie is based on what a shocking idea <laughs> and once you wow. know it it makes the game or the the i said game it makes a movie look amazing mm-hmm. it looks exactly like a just this whole scene running through the castle through the this bit of slice of the mushroom kingdom it looks like exactly what you would want out of a mario movie you know, you know that life
1: if this thing is successful sony and sega are going to be sweating
2: because mm-hmm. well, ma-
1: literally mario music was trending When the trailer like went out,
2: yeah, and it's a beautiful arrangement of the Mario themes too, and so even you know,
1: yeah. The athletic theme is—it's probably one of the best iterations of the athletic theme, and you get to hear it for like fifteen seconds.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. paired with all the visual references you have going on too. Like Mark and I, you, we were talking about how for a second Mario even mm-hmm. does this little three D world run in mm-hmm. it, which is, once it gets out of the pipe. Exactly, it's adorable. That's a, a little reference that you'd only know if you played the game. So the fact that they're pulling all these little motifs from the games themselves, visualizing them on screen in this beautifully realized world looks great
0: it's yeah it's it's truthfully looking better and better um we had uh also a little bit more of uh of toad of keegan michael kia's toad Mm -hmm. which is fine. sounds good Mm -hmm. sounds great and the original
1: Um, toad voices are there they're in the background
0: i was wondering yeah i was wondering if Mm -hmm. he just did all of those or if they're they're kind of mixing and matching yeah they're mixing Um, and matching and i
1: think um charles martinet voices one of the toads in the uh, oh i'm
0: I'm sure I, i know he had said he's uh voicing the, providing his voice to yeah multiple, for a bunch of little, characters exactly yeah. so yeah it wouldn't shock me if it's gonna be like toads mm-hmm. and you know all kinds of stuff like that there's like an um, old
1: guy that they pass at like a shop it's like an older toad and he's like selling the flute from uh, mario 3
0: oh yeah the little the little tour through the the, the uh the, the shops shop was great there. like it was yeah the little shopping district like extremely cute and the hat store um, for
1: mario Odyssey is in there
0: yeah yeah it just looks i don't know it looks it looks great. i'm i'm, I'm intrigued i'm Obviously, you know we can't can't know for sure until you see the whole dang thing, but mm-hmm. it, it's looking great. Um, and uh, yeah, as as both of you guys have said, I think the inclusion of the history of of Mario, it, it, whether it's through the music or through little visual flourishes or whatever you want to call it, it's it's making this feel already like like one of the uh, most uh, I don't know, certainly the most careful <laughs> um, video game <laughs> adaptation. Uh, ever created it seems
1: not that showing much of chris pratt though i think
2: they're really not for that honestly uh, hey, they every, they really here's are the not. thing i was watching this trailer I, whenever it was just this big atmospheric shot you see the environment you hear the music i'm absorbed in it i'm like this is amazing this is everything i want from a mario movie and then chris does like a, a gasp or something or he comments or said he opens his dane mouth and then i'm like shot out of it and i'm like you're not italian what did you do with my Mario? Hashtag I didn't think his
1: voice Mario. was that bad it, I didn't what, think it's bad Here's
2: the thing Mark, you shouldn't have to say that the voice of your main character yeah. isn't that bad <laughs> It should be he sounds like the main character you know? Sure Of Mm. course, we do have to consider that it could be that whoever is editing these trailers is just has it out for Chris Pratt or something, deliberately hiding his voice. You know, we've not really heard him speak in like an actual scene of dialogue very much. Even in the last big trailer, it was mostly just action scenes, not much talking. So there's a chance that you know, in the context of the movie, it works. But right now, I don't feel too hot about it. the The tough part, the tough
0: thing is like. They've kind of backed themselves into a corner because if I think if they do any future trailers, at this point they either have to have one that's like, okay, there's like a bunch of Chris Pratt dialogue <laughs> or they have to keep it mm-hmm. a secret until opening night. You know what I mean? Right, like at this yeah. point they just gotta rip the band aid off at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Agreed. Just I don't know. That's my opinion at least. Like they just let let people see for them themselves i don't know like every um,
2: trailer people go and say look the the japanese dub sounds so much better <laughs> the, the brazilian dub is amazing again you shouldn't have to look at foreign language dubs of your movie to find a voice actor you like so yeah the have, french one know. is very good french one is great i hate that That's we so can compare funny. the dubs of different languages of this movie and know what we're yeah. talking about like yeah. it's so weird it shouldn't be happening so i definitely agree we should have some sort of like five minute long Chris Pratt uh, Shakespearean soliloquy as Mario uh trailer, just so we can get immersed in his voice and to see what's really like. You or know? at
0: the very least, just like get the get the negative news cycle like out of the way. Yeah, that's exactly. that's kind of all I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, just like
2: yeah. get it done, move on. It's that's, the same that's conversation every time. It's just it's not right to have that be the conversation each time a trailer comes out. So mm-hmm. definitely need to address that.
1: I feel like though it's gonna be all right because it's just like, you know, it's Mario. Like, I feel like Nintendo, you know, they're not gonna screw this up. And there has to be like a reason that they were good to say, you know, Chris Pratt will be fine.
0: Yeah, it's, you know. Listen, it's all—it's it's all gonna be good. Now we should also <laughs> say
2: that, you know, yes, it could be that whoever's editing the trailers is just hiding Chris Pratt's voice. Or what I was also thinking about is, what if he just doesn't talk very much in this movie? Mario doesn't talk very much in the games. It's true. So yeah, listen, that, would, that would to me. Listen, that would be if, the if, best outcome.
0: <laughs> if they truthfully, if they decided to make an entire Mario movie where all the side characters talk, Bowser talks, Princess Peach talks and Mario never says a word, I would be totally
2: here for it. That would be any <laughs> other Mario game. <laughs> it's funny, because I
1: feel like he's the character that
2: speaks the least in,
1: like, the entire franchise. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly it, except yeah. for
2: thank you so much for playing my game and assorted wahoos and let's yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say anything.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad, though, that Luigi's going to get a, a lot of screen time, because I feel like of all the Mario casts, I feel like he has the most personality. Oh, 100%.
2: Either him, or we'll maybe see. Wario or Waluigi also have mm-hmm. a lot of personality too. So, but yeah, I, I think that the decision to make Luigi the damsel in distress this time around—good choice, is perfect. Yeah. It's like a reverse Luigi's Mansion, basically. Mm, that's I, fine. I love that. Yeah,
0: I think it's it's a it looks like they're trying they're try, it looks like they're having fun with the story and and like the plot and stuff like that. I think that's great. Um. All right, we should we should we should. Continue to move on. We've already talked for longer than the clip of the movie actually is <laughs> that they showed. Um, the I think the only clip. other the only other really notable thing, we already mentioned in, in our intro, is that uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land did win a nice little award for Best Family Game. And well-freaking-deserved. Very well-deserved. Totally agree. Um, but yeah, other than that, Nintendo did not have too much of a showing um, at this Game Awards outside, of course, of Bayonetta 3. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but yeah, pretty pretty light on the awards. But it's, you know, it's not not to be, you know, I wouldn't say it was unexpected, given that they haven't had any major 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 releases this year. Um, obviously Tears of the Kingdom will hopefully be amazing, and and uh, they can clean up next year. You know,
1: mm-hmm. um, I'm sure but- January is going to be all marketing for uh, Fire Emblem and Kirby, and then you know, as February rolls around, it's just going to be like all Zelda because yeah. they have to push this thing like eventually I mean it's coming out in how many months four five <laughs> yeah, yeah it's in comes May. out in May yeah
0: yeah five uh, five or six months yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, sooner than we think um, well uh, there's some coverage on the about the game awards uh, there's a little uh, as the article I was referring to there's a little top top mm-hmm. announcements um, I wrote that that Mark wrote exactly <laughs> thank you um and is there any other coverage on the, about the game awards from from the side or was that pretty much it
1: uh no there isn't but i did want to say i really hope uh, the muppets appear in death stranding i would love Hell to yeah. see that mm-hmm.
0: put animal in death stranding too <laughs> uh that's what we need all right we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and talk about some bad rpgs so hang tight we'll return We're back. So, uh, listen, I don't mean to go in hard about uh, some Square Enix games I've been playing over the last couple of weeks, uh, but I'm going to. Um, So, I I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I've been playing Harvestella, uh, which is these weird kind of hybrid farming sim slash RPG, action RPG, that Square Enix put out a couple of months ago. Uh, I've also been dipping into... Okay, let's see if I can even get this name right. Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion, uh, which is a kind of a re... Uh, I don't know if I'd call it a remake. It's like a remaster of a PSP game from... Oh, I don't know what, 10 years ago? A long, years time ago? ago. A long time <laughs> ago. long time ago. So I've been kind of uh, bouncing between those. Not bouncing between those. I've been playing a lot of Harvestella. Stopped. Now I've been playing Crisis Core. Um. I really was hoping that Harvestella would hook me more than it did. I, I put, I don't know, at least thirty hours into that game, maybe f- upwards of thirty hours, maybe forty. It just never super clicked for me. I, I wanted to love it, couldn't get on board. Um, and I don't know. I can I couldn't quite point my finger to why. I, I think it's just like a, a general lack of depth throughout the entire game that really started to grind on me um, the further I went into it. Um, it's not terrible. Like, I still found myself picking it up and, like, doing a couple side quests or, like, picking it up and, and clearing out my farm and, and planning stuff. And, like, it's, it's one of those games It's very – it feels like a phone game. Like, it feels like... Oh, which I guess makes it perfect. That's not good. <laughs> no. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess that's what make it makes it perfect for a, a handheld consoles because it, it does have that handheld quality of like, okay, I just want to, like, pick it up while I have the TV on and, mm-hmm. and do a couple of things. And there's no voice acting or anything, so you don't have to worry about, like, missing important, you know, great, great acting or anything like that. You can just kind of click through the dialogue. So it, it did become kind of my go-to... Like chilling out on the couch after dinner, like oh, okay, I'll just pull up Harvestella and, and and do a couple missions. But it just it just I never found it very compelling. Unfortunately, it, it does have some interesting story things that happen as the further you get into it. Like there's kind mm-hmm. of a an, a fun mystery going on where it's like okay, your your, main, your player character has amnesia, so it's like okay, what's what's really going on? They're trying to figure out what's going on in the world. The world is cool. Like I like the world of Harvestella. It's this. This uh, magical, fantastical world where the seasons are 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 like the the seasons are coming out of these giant crystals, uh, which is kind of interesting. Like I, the characters are kind of interesting, but they're just not. There's just no depth anywhere, and it's it's weird because especially when you look at other Square Enix things like Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, as as Campbell can attest to, like they do a really good job when they want to.
2: Of I mean adding moderately good death. job with Final Fantasy Seven remake at least. But.
1: I, I love how you say <laughs> that Campbell can attest. To. <laughs> yes, because
2: I am the only one on this podcast who has played Final Fantasy Seven remake. But mm-hmm. well Yeah. Yeah, I never I beat played so I like yeah. I, I don't want to I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the pressure off myself because I never yeah. beat that
0: game I've only played a couple I've only pl- I played the first four hours of that game many times but yeah. I've never actually beaten the game I mean it is uh, a great
2: game but it is bogged down by some incredibly bizarre structural decisions I'd say but yeah the- which Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, we probably don't want to make this a Final Fantasy Seven remake discussion on Nintendo. We can't, show. we
0: can't. <laughs> I mean, we, can, we can talk, we can allude to it a little bit obliquely because mm. we get to Crisis Core. Yes. But I guess that's the main thing that, that kind of bummed me out about Harvestella is like, I've played a lot of Square Enix games. I've played a lot of RPGs. I've played a lot of Square Enix RPGs. Like, they're good at this. And for some reason or other, this game just does not hit the mark for me. Like, uh, an example. Um there are a lot of side quests in this game, and the side quests are often like, uh, hey, uh, I need freaking uh, twigs to, to construct this thing. Can you go into the forest and get me two twigs? So you go into the forest and you find the twigs and you pick them up and then you run back to the side character and they go, okay, great, thank you so much. Hey, meet me inside, I have a reward for you. And then there's a little loading screen you go inside their little house, another loading screen. You talk to the character. Hey, great. Thanks for getting me those twigs. I built this thing. Here's your reward. And It's like, <laughs> like, like the cycle. I, I, oh gosh, I wish I could, I wish I could show you visually what I'm talking about. Because it's like, the NPC will be standing outside of their building. They'll be like, great, come meet me inside. And then it's like, there's no reason. You could just tell me the thing right now. Like, why do I have to go into another loading screen to talk to you? Like, everything is like that. Yeah. Every single thing is takes an additional step, it's like that much more annoying. It's so, it's, it's baffling to me. Like, uh, like on your farm, for example, you can construct uh, things to refine uh, wheat, to make grain, to feed your little livestock. Um, rather than pull your stored grain from your storage box, you have to go to your storage box, put the grain in your character's inventory, walk up to the grain, you know, to the, the feed maker, Input your grain rather than just like oh the game acknowledging that you have you know fifty freaking things of wheat in your storage box you have to like go withdraw that before walking ten feet to your little th- th- harvester dealy it's like everything takes an extra step and it's really strange
1: um, why is it that indie developers get this right but all these triple A developers get this wrong this year <laughs> that's the thing man
0: because you have Stardew Valley's right there and like. Mm-hmm. It's right there. It, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that's the thing that's, that's blowing my mind. Um, it, it feels as though, like, if they were trying to go, if they had gone a little lighter on the farming sim stuff, I think this game would be more enjoyable. If they made the combat a little more complicated, a little more rewarding, like, like uh, I forget, neither of you guys have gotten super deep into Final Fantasy XII, have you?
2: I, I've played like a few dozen yeah. hours of okay.
1: it. So, oh God. The combat is, that, system. is that the one with Titus?
2: No, no that's no, Final that's Fantasy X. <laughs> and uh, also, 12. it's Tidus, Mark. Come it's it is Tidus? No, it's, it's Tidus.
0: not. I, know. I hate, to, hate to ruin your life, but it is <laughs> no. Um, it's pretty
2: tedious, one might say. But. Ayo! Um, I hate you. But so, so Campbell, <laughs> I love you com- too, Mark.
0: Campbell, the, the Combat in Harvestella is basically a simplified version of the Combat in Final Fantasy
2: XII. Oh, 12. no! Yeah,
0: so like, imagine <laughs> that... Um, but, but even...
2: okay, the Combat in Final Fantasy XII is good, because it's complex. That's so, what I'm saying. So, like, oh, imagine no. an
0: extremely stripped-down version of that. Like, you can you can just kind of mash buttons, which sucks. Like, I, I want to feel like I'm doing something cool. Like, you... the weapons are cool. The the summon... Not summons, but, like, the special moves you can do are cool. It's just, like... There's kind of, like, no reason to do them because you can literally just mash buttons. It's, oh, I don't know. It's,
2: but wait, do you do uh... anything in this game, then? If it's, like, Final Fantasy XII and it's, like, running automatically, basically... Like...
0: yeah that, that's that's kind of what it is so uh, there's no gambit system okay so you're not like you're not like auto doing stuff you okay. do have to like press you do have to press buttons like you okay. have to pre- you know, a you press above square to attack above right?
2: at least yeah yeah
0: slightly but even then it's like at least in final fantasy 12 you can you can kind of program your characters to do the moves that you want mm-hmm. you know like right. that's kind of the fun is, is building out your perfect gambit system this game doesn't even have that it's just like okay uh spam your fireball move like it's I don't know it's just not very fun uh it's a shame I who knows maybe I'll maybe I'll loop back around to it but I, I again I put upwards of 35 40 hours in that game and it just never sunk in for me um that's so 35 maybe, hours too much uh, I, I, I sadly yeah. <laughs> I would say so I, I think if we're, if it were if it were if it if we're, maybe if we were better written or like it's it's lacking Uh, To me, it's lacking any one thing that would make it amazing. Uh, It does a A a bunch of things competently, (laughs) and it does nothing very, very well, is at least my my kind of takeaway of it.
2: Um, I got to ask, though, the main thing that we've always been talking about leading up to the game's release is that it's that one farming sim game that takes place at the end of the world. So, like, the apocalyptic element, they don't even make good on that, I don't... I I really
0: don't think so, because it's like... Mm. Basically there's a calendar in this game. It's an in-game calendar. Every month is 30 days. And at the end of every 30 days, you you enter into quietus, the kind of scary, oh no, what's going to happen, the season of death, and it's like nothing happens. <laughs> like oh, your no. crops wither and die and that's it. Like you and you can't and you can't go outside. So you got to go find some other way to spend your time. It's so weird. Like I don't know. There's some nonsense with the with the story. Like there's there's some they, they they might be time travelers. I'm not still not 100 percent clear what these bad guys are. These bad guys who are like, we're going to harness the power of the blah blah blah. And it's like, <laughs> all right, like it's cool. I guess I guess we'll probably something stolen
1: from Final Fantasy.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It just it feels like everything is like a lesser version of another game.
1: Mm.
0: So like Final Fantasy always has that threat of apocalypse going on, but it's like it's interesting. It's it's there's like. The characters are cool. The characters are if if they're not you know if not well written they're at least engaging and nothing here is engaging to me. It just, it just now, slides slides right off you. Go ahead.
1: Was this better than uh, Balan Wonderland, uh, the novel, and
0: Balan Wonderland, the game? <laughs> <laughs> um, Balan Wonder Worlds. Oh, is it Wonder Worlds? It's Balan Wonder Worlds. Oh, okay. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Uh, okay, I have, it's still so, so garbage is it, why is it
2: Wonder World when <laughs> no, okay. land is right there and it runs okay, we well, we've, we've,
0: we've been saying this for years it should be in Wonderland it is in fact it shouldn't have know, existed uh, oh and I'll throw was,
1: in I'll throw in another thing is it better than Yuji Naka's Arrest we could throw that one in there I too. don't think anything is, is better,
2: better
0: than, than, that. than Yuji Naka's Arrest <laughs> <laughs> that's the best <laughs> thing in the world uh, so I'm gonna we'll just pivot to another Square Enix RPG that I found Personally, I found disappointing. Um, I'm going to give it a little more time, but it's not doing it for me so far. Crisis Core, the PlayStation portable (laughs) game that has been remade with really incredible graphics, I will say. It looks insane. Um, They are obviously inspired by the Final Fantasy VII remake to bring it back to that game. Uh, A lot of the character models are ripped directly from Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, They even brought back a lot of the voice actors from that game to voice uh, Zack and Sephiroth, and then all these characters. So it's such an odd game. Uh, Mark, you said you played it on the PSP? I did. I played it a
1: long time ago. What did you think about it then? Okay, so I didn't get to play a lot of it, but I probably put like a good like 6 or 7 hours into it. Okay. And yeah, that's, I
2: that's thought it was
1: I thought it was really engaging. And you guys gotcha. know like I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan. Except I was when this was announced a remake, I was like maybe I'll actually go back and finish this one.
0: Yeah. But- it's so if you've put about six or seven hours into it, then yeah, you've seen the game. Like you, mm-hmm. you, that's it. the gameplay does not change. Um, yeah.
1: It had like this odd system where it was kind of like slots rolling for like the combat. Yeah, the,
0: the battle system is crazy. Um, so this game is, is a, is a, I would call it an action RPG, um, where you control a character in the third person. That's character, Zach, who is a member of soldier, much like cloud strife before him. Um, although this game is a prequel, so I guess Zach is before cloud. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, you're you're mashing square to swing your sword. Um, you're holding one of your trigger buttons, uh, or I say square, but you know whatever that button is on the on your controller. Mm-hmm. I'm playing it on PlayStation, so if you're playing it on Switch, it would be you know whatever the button to the left is. Um, uh, you're you're swinging your sword. You're you're holding a trigger to pull up your spell menu, and you're using your materia to cast spells like Fyra and you know Kiraga, your classic Final Fantasy spells. Um, and as this is going on in every battle, there is a slot machine that is constantly going in the corner of the screen. It's always, 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 always going. Um, just every fight you go, there's a slot machine rolling in the corner. And if you, and if you, if it hits, that's how you do your your summons. Uh, that's how you do your big special, like heavy hitter, limit break attacks. It's also how you level up. Uh, so this is a game where you do not. This is an RPG where you do not earn experience points. Uh, You level up via a slot machine. Uh, If it hits 777, you level up. There is nothing you can do to control this. (laughs) What? Uh, What? A slot machine? Yeah, dog. You uh, you cannot. You don't level up normally in this game. It's it's truly a slot machine. You can go two hours without leveling up. uh, And then level up four times in a row because you got lucky.
2: How does this balance?
0: Don't worry about it, Campbell. (laughs) This game is crazy. Um, Okay. It's so weird, guys. I don't like. I. It's one of the strangest games I have ever played. It's so freaking weird. I don't know uh, if the original fun. was like that. The, it's the same game, dude. It's the same exact game with a with is a it? fresh coat of paint. It's the it's literally the same game. Hmm. I don't um, remember it being like that for some reason. Maybe I, just I, the I, trauma. It, it could just be. Yeah. <laughs> it could I could. I, <laughs> I can promise you, it is the same game with new graphics and new voice um, actors and new voice. Fair enough. Because that and was
1: something actors. I wanted to
0: complain it. At- out without even having to play. <laughs> oh yeah, the voice acting. Oh, listen, I'll, I'll, guys, the voice acting is. Oh, oh it's so bad. Um,
1: the, the old one was pretty good, but I heard that this new one
0: is just like awful. It's bad. Me? It's so Un-con- bad, dude. Yeah. I can't. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't. Oh my god. I wish I could describe to you. Like it's one of those things where you have to listen to it for yourself. God. I. D- I don't think it's. I mean, listen, I'm being unkind. I think some of the characters are great. Aerith sounds great. Um, I got a soft spot for Sephiroth. He always sounds great. And, and it's. The main guy, Zach, is just <laughs> he's pretty bad. Um at least IMO. Um No, I saw I, some comparisons.
1: Funny. It it sounded pretty bad compared to the original.
0: I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh Nintendo, the eShop kind of breakdown of this game, and it does say <laughs> it features an improved battle system providing a vastly smoother gameplay experience. Uh, so maybe I'm wrong. I I could be, I could be incorrect. Cause I've never played the original on the PSP. So I could be totally wrong. It's um, been too long for me to remember. That's fair. Um, I if, played if it you back do, in
1: high school. Like if you do software. play it, mark, I would be
0: very interested to hear your thoughts. Cause here's the thing. I'm like, I'm kind of dumping on this game. There's a lot of stuff that whips about it. Uh, the music is awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, it's always,
1: yeah. The soundtrack's always been the like highlight. every,
0: every time there's final fantasy music. I think we can all agree it rules. This game mm-hmm. it, it does have truly stellar music. Um, it does clip along at a nice pace. Um, like Always you can good. finish a you can finish a battle in 10 seconds. Like like seconds. This game is packed full of side quests and missions. It's a it's very unlike the structure of a traditional Final Fantasy. I think it's like I don't think I've said it yet. This is a spin-off. This is a spin-off like to the fullest definition of whatever that word means to you. Um it does no no turn-based battles um you're running down corridors like you're you're not like exploring a big open world or anything like that. When when you're engaging in like a mission or like a main plot line in this game, you are running through very limited environments and getting in these these random battles that are quick and done very very fast. Um even battles against bosses are 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 pretty quick, I would say. The the pacing is very interesting. Um if you are a diehard for the Final Fantasy VII, like, you know, the the legendary Final Fantasy VII story, uh, this game was kind of created as... Uh, to fill in the gaps, some, 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 uh, fill in some backstory for some of these beloved characters. Um, I don't know how much of that is landing for me, because I'm not, like as I said a few minutes ago, I, I never beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I beat Final Fantasy VII, the original, back in the day, but I, I wasn't like... My favorite game or anything so so this game to me it has this weird quality of I'm not like I'm not sure who it appeals to on the switch you know like you can play the original Final Fantasy 7 on a switch mm-hmm. um, but you can't play the remake and this game looks like the remake but you don't have access to the remake on a switch so it's kind of like I'm not super sure who this game is for on a nintendo system i don't know does this
1: does this game tie into remake and it's not like a complete i guess remaster of the original
0: like did they change stuff i don't want to spoil anything um okay my understanding is that final fantasy 7
1: remake is not a final fantasy 7 remake it's Final Fantasy VII. The first five hours made into fifty. <laughs> right,
0: but but the thing about Final Fantasy VII remake that it does is that it greatly. It takes some narrative. It makes some choices. We'll say. Uh, it makes some very takes some big swings. Um, Interesting. This game, I don't think they retool the narrative uh, from the original game. I don't think, but I could be. I could be wrong. I haven't beaten it. So I'm not 100% sure. And also, I never played the original, so I don't know how that game ends. Um, I don't know. I, it's it's such an odd... It's such an odd little game. Um, that said, slapping people around with Thundaga and, like, dodge rolling around is, like, super fun. Um, you can... Like, you can block... Not not parry, but you can block attacks. Like, the, the action RPG gameplay of it is pretty, pretty fun, moment to moment. It's just... Uh, I mean, I'm playing it on normal mode. Maybe maybe it's a little more rewarding on hard mode, but I find the battles to be kind of mindless, which is, you can kind of take or leave that, I guess. Um, like, the, kind of one of the things about this game is um, as you're going from plot beat to plot beat, you can engage in, they call them missions in this game. There's like hundreds of missions, maybe 300 or so. They're like little baby side quests um, hmm. where like, you know, a, a character will be like, hey, we need you to go fight this monster in the sewer. And it's like, okay, go to the sewer, you fight the monster. And through completing these missions, that's how you get a lot of bonus items, bonus gear, bonus materia, like that kind of stuff. So rather than, you know, going to a new town and finding a shop, um, there are shops in this game, but they're, a lot more... You don't have to, like, go to a place. You can just, like, pull up the pause menu and go to a shop. It's This game is structured so interestingly. Mark, if, if you do play it, I would be, like, very intrigued to hear your thoughts because it's so strange. <laughs> it's kind of my big... Yeah, it's been a... It.
1: You know, it's been a very long time since I've played the original. And yeah. I didn't get the... I wanted to beat it, but I, uh, I haven't. So I do want to go back to this one. But it also... It does this every single time they release one of these games. Like, I want to try Final Fantasy VII Remake again, but I know <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah, I, I just can't it about,
0: do it. What, what is it about those? Everything. Games
1: that... <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Just everything. You I would. It to you, you know, know here's like the that? thing. I never finished the original Final Fantasy VII. I got up to like the airship. I'd be hmm. willing to go back to that version and maybe finish it. But the remake, I just don't know if I could do it interesting There's just like there's just so much that I just hate about it, and it's like wow. I know it's not a bad game, but like it's just not for me.
0: That's surprising to me. um I'm processing, processing that that sentence, but I have uh, that
1: free PS5 upgrade, so oh yeah, you gotta get. I might have that. to Absolutely. give it another shot. <laughs> that opening <laughs> cutscene is phenomenal. Listen, I, like, as that I first said, that's scene,
2: best part of the entire game it's yep. so good it's like the most amazing sequence just the opening cutscene and then the mm. whole opening gameplay sequence all the way up to the first bus. yeah and then you
1: get to and then you get to shit town and everything <laughs> goes to crap and then it's, and it's, like, it's like you like, have to do yeah, it you slows down
2: do these 15 side quests and this is your only chance to do that without <laughs> you know completely disrupting the entire flow of the game and it's just like why is the game structured like this why is everything we go a yeah hallway?
1: <laughs> we go from these mysterious terrorists with the soldier traitor and then it goes to you want to you want to go run around and kill some dogs in a in a gated
0: area <laughs> in the desert? I go find like, some kids. What? Yeah. Listen, Mark, you you'll probably hate Crisis Core then because that's a lot of this game.
2: Oh goody! Like
0: is, it? is a oh, lot there's a lot of weird. Like okay, you're, you're you're playing as Zach. He's he's part of soldier. He's this interesting paramilitary thing going on. There's a lot of like intrigue, and then it's like like i literally did that mark what you just described you go to you go to midgard at a certain point um and you have to play hide and seek with a bunch of kids and it sucks it's (laughs) like it's interminable it's like this is terrible it's like
1: why is this here you know
0: yeah dude it's it's really strange um i I I know the i know
1: the whole role playing aspect in developing the world and it's like that's like listen that's different it's like you could develop your world with like interesting side quests and that stuff but then It's just, I feel like all these modern Square Enix RPGs, it's just nothing but filler. It's like you have a good 15-hour story in there that's phenomenal, and then the rest of it is just like, let's play hide-and-seek with some kids, go find an item, repair my pipes for my, you know, my sink. It's like, why is this all in here, you know? You're a group of eco-terrorists running around. Or, you know, well, they're perceived as terrorists to the public and, you know. If you want to go deep into the story, they're <laughs> not actually yeah. terrorists in a technical sense, but uh,
0: you yeah, know. I mean that's listen that's a that's a debate for another time. Um, yeah, it yeah, depends, on like, it. yeah. It depends on how you view it. Yeah, uh, depends on how you view it. Yeah, right. Um, Crisis Core is a strange game. Like, I, like to me, I don't know how much there is to kind of get out of it unless you're like pretty into the lore of Final Fantasy VII. Because mm-hmm. so much of this game is like, hey, remember Sephiroth? Ever wonder how Sephiroth got so evil? And it's like, I mean, not really. He's like, he's like a bad guy. Like, like, what more do you want to know? But it's like, this game does a lot of of, of storytelling.
1: Yeah, like that, and I wonder, you know? you know, back when this game came out years ago, if it, it was like branded as like essential. Like, it was the story, like, the true yeah. prequel to Final Fantasy Seven. But I know, like, some of the changes they've done in Remake, and it kind of makes me look back on this game and being like, is now the right time to bring it back? Well, like, I wonder, should this so have just so been, like, my... a movie or, like, a TV show? Like, that's an anime my one or caveat
0: is, like, I, I mean, you have to imagine that they, they tie this Crisis Core remake into the Final Fantasy Seven remake universe, mm-hmm. right? Like, that... that Probably is the case. Again, I haven't played the original game. I haven't beaten this version of it. I have no idea if they maybe there's like a secret cutscene or something where it's like, you know, maybe they do tie it into the larger narrative that they're trying to tell with this remade uh, universe. Like, I have no idea if they're doing that. Like, great, more power to them. Um, but again, if that is the case, an even weirder, <laughs> an even weirder thing mm. to have it on Switch, <laughs> you know, because it's like, wow. <laughs> I guess I'll never experience that, you know, <laughs> uh, unless you have multiple consoles. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's uh, why you know, maybe it's an untouched the story and stuff, so that way you could play it with Final Fantasy VII.
0: Yeah, that's my that's my that's my uh, my instinct. But again, I don't know. I'll have to I'll, I'll have to do a little little homework on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also but yeah, Square I, Enix. It's all know, they so co- it's all yeah, they make questionable decisions weird, every other day. Weird decisions, yeah. exactly. Um, like that's that Final a, Fantasy
1: VII, the mobile game that they're making right now. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's like a remake of Final Fantasy VII and Crisis Core together in the same game. It actually looks no.
2: pretty decent.
1: It, yeah, it looks good. And it's like, I wish, you know, I hope that thing comes to Switch. Because mm-hmm. I would be interested in playing that one. Cameron, huh. you gotta look this up. I, I don't know. Aside. I think it's just like Final Fantasy Seven Mobile or something. I gotta find the name.
0: FF7. Mobile Remake. Ever Crisis. Ever Yes, that's the one. Free-to-play with in-app purchases. Mm. Oh, okay, that doesn't
1: sound good. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> Spoilers. Closed beta test summer 2023. So we got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But that one looks um, good. Yeah, all right. I mean, let's come, and do, I guess come into iOS and Android this coming summer. So we'll keep an eye out for Ever Crisis. Um, that said, Crisis Core, it looks awesome on a... Again, I'm playing on PS5, but I, I imagine it looks great on Switch as well. It looked really good on a PSP. So I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine it looking worse than that. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. I was being unkind earlier when I said it's a bad RPG. I just think it's a strange RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly worth playing. Um, I imagine you'll get more out of it the, the more invested you are in the story of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, but as it stands, it is a perfectly serviceable action RPG that is a little repetitive. Um, and, you know, I guess it's good for... Again, great on Switch. You know, if you just want something to to do while you have the office on or something, like why not? Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if um, you have to rank them, you know, Final Fantasy VII, Crisis Core, Harvestella, the Balan Wonderland or World, whatever the heck it's called, novel yeah. and game, and then yeah. Yuji Naka's Arrest. What's the ranking here?
0: Uh, okay, yes, this is this is uh, this is the important thing here. Um, I would put Crisis Core at the top of that heap for sure. Okay. Even over okay. Yuji Naka's Arrest. Uh, I would put it. I would put. Uh, I would watch Yuji Naka's arrest while I was playing Crisis Core on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I would do. I think that's how I would rank it. Which so part do you watch?
2: We watch him committing the crime or him being like, you know, putting handcuffs? I want the live stream of his trial. That's what I want. Oh my goodness. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you no, know, he was honor, arrested for uh, a
1: second time this week.
2: In <laughs> my defense, your honor, it was Dragon Quest. <laughs> the, man, the man cannot be stopped.
0: Um... It's crazy. What what a weird <laughs> what a weird timeline we live in. Um, other than that, I think that's like that's all I got to say about this particular game. Um, I, I'm, I might try to beat it just because I, I, I'm like it feels like a kind of short game, um, mm-hmm. depending on how many of the side quests you want to actually do. I feel like I'm at I'm not like chapter five. I think there's like ten or eleven chapters, so I feel like I'm like about halfway through this game. So I might try to beat it. Who knows. Um, other than that, I did pick up Lunisys, Mark, because it was $5, and it's great. Very good, very good. Love Sequel it. was announced, so. Yes, we, we'll, gotta, we gotta reach yeah. out to that guy. We gotta guy, keep an eye. Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic game, very much enjoying it. Um, that's That might be it. We were trying to keep tonight's episode a little shorter. Uh, so gentlemen, unless there's anything you desperately want to talk about, we can probably wrap it there. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think the part, we're about the part of the good. podcast where we all kind of stare at each other blankly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What are we? What's happening? Yeah, uh, lovely. I'll uh, hopefully, well, I'll
1: hopefully beat Hades while I'm on, uh, while I'm on break. You know, hell yeah.
0: May I just? say? I'm gonna go for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I got that. Okay, I was Campbell. It was just for you. Uh, <laughs> yes, a bad you. pun. Is my Christmas gift to you. Uh, my I holiday my holiday gift for, for everybody here. So <laughs> God, I'm, I'm going to stop myself next week's Stocking stuffers. We got to, got to prepare a list. Stocking stuffers. And we're going to go over the best switch games of the year. It's going to be a big episode next and week. And the best for sure. indie games. In best indies and indies. That, that's can't, can't thing the image.
2: I gotta, I gotta shout it out. And I'll shout it out again during my little closing segment. But we put up a massive best indie games of 2022 list. Uh, just, I think it came up today or yesterday it was published Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was fantastic. So please go check that out. It's the longest indie list we've done yet. Uh, Really excited. The whole team chipped in. Uh, So go give that a read on the site.
0: Yay. Um, I'm going to shout myself out here. I've been your host Cameron Daxon. You can find some of my writing over on Goombastomp.com. Lately, I have reviewed Sable, which had a PlayStation 5 port that is incredible. What a great game. Well, I could talk about it forever. Um, so yeah, that's my kind of my latest thing I wrote, uh, and of course you can read my review of Harvestella if you want more in depth thoughts versus what I've said on this podcast. I'm over on Twitter at Action Daxon. Mark. Where can people find you on the internet?
1: Find me at the Markel. That of course Mark with a C, the C, out the K, find me on Twitter and Instagram right now over on Kumbastomp.com. Uh, first of all, you find the 22 best Nintendo Switch games of the year. We did a huge list, it's exactly like the Indie list, and we're gonna have a PlayStation one also coming out, and our Game of the Year one, I think will be out tomorrow night? So probably by the time you're listening to this, uh, I'll also have stuff on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and that's all for now, Until I finish more stuff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I completely understand that. Uh, Campbell, what about yourself? Yeah, you can find me on giveastomp.com, where all my games writing lives. Please go check out that indie games list, 22 of the team's favorite indie games over the past year. I uh, got some great content there, so go check that out. Also, I had an indie game spotlight that went up not long ago, too. And keep an eye out for even more lists and articles and reviews coming in the very near future. If you want to catch up with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercase CSG. Nicely done, Campbell. Uh,
0: N-Express also on social media. We are on Twitter at N-Express Nintendo. Don't forget to follow us uh, before Twitter shuts down forever.
2: And uh, (laughs) rate,
0: review, all that good stuff over on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.